Electricast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the weekly Power Ranking Show. Just two of us today. Just uh, just dos amigos. I am your host, DK Sizzle, Dave Clark. I'm here with the real BK, Bob Kelly. But essentially the two, uh, the two biggest cogs in the machine that is the Power Rankings, because you make them, and then I fucking host the show about them. So really, we're all we need, even though I did offer for ever, anyone else that wanted to come on. Everyone's too busy. So, uh, so here no, we are. No one ever takes our offers. I feel like we have to like, That's we got to pull, we got to pull them on, bro. That's fine. That's I'm happy to, I'm happy to be the underdog in the story. I'm happy. Yeah, no, I like that. I like, <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to bring the main character energy tonight, Bobby. And, and, uh, we're going to talk about the fucking probably most difficult power rankings. I would guess that you've had to make so far. It's been a pretty drunk NFL season again. Like we're going to hit on a lot of the same themes, uh, that we do every week. It's, it's, there's, there's storylines evolving. They might not be the storylines any of us expected, but they are definitely interesting narratives to follow along with. But this week, especially, uh, for the, the, how typical it's become for the teams that were supposed to win to lose and the teams that were supposed to lose to win for how typical that's become. This is still a very atypical uh, weekend, so let's get right into it. I uh, I see that you have. Oh my god, did I scroll all the way? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was in our Discord chat. I was like, did I scroll all the way up to last week's power rankings? And then I was like, no, this is this week's. They're very different. <laughs> okay, here we go. You know what I should actually say? Last week's power rankings. Let's let's start there. Last week we had ten dolphins, which we decided on. Right, we landed on the dolphins. Yeah, we uh, did seven. Nine Giants, eight Seahawks, seven Titans, six 49ers, five Vikings, four Cowboys, three Chiefs, two Bills, one Eagles. Now, three Chiefs, two Bills, one Eagles has been pre- ever present, really, it seems like, for the, for the last few weeks. It, has it been changed? Is, has, have things happened? R- listen and find out. So well, let's start off with a bullet right away. Number 10, fuck these guys, the Miami Dolphins, honestly. I, I, was, I was in for the Cinderella story. I was in for the Tyreek Hill and, and Waddle uh, dynamic. Wide receiver combo, the two was playing, actually playing out of his mind. All the rhetoric out of their training camp in the offseason was true. And then they stole a game last week from the Chicago Bears. Like they stole a fucking game. I'm not saying it was their fault. There was uh, a clear grounding call that, that two had threw the ball right into the ground that wasn't called. Followed up, followed up almost immediately by a terrible Chase Claypool pass interference. He was literally hooked around the waist and pulled down on what would have been the biggest catch of the game or the biggest, the biggest throw of the game, or the biggest yards of the game. It was a game where Justin Fields showed out, like absolutely oh, just studded rough. all over the fucking field. And the refs took that from him. The refs took his fucking breakout game from him. 
And I know it's not the Dolphins' fault, but by proxy, they're just going to have to to grin and bear it. And also, I'm going to use this opportunity to just talk about the fact for a second. I hope you'll indulge me. Uh, the Bears, the Bears' offense is like super legit. It's Bro, super legit, so legit. And so, it's like I, I can't the, believe I, we knew <laughs> we we kind of knew they were though when they almost put up thirty on the boys because yeah. no one puts up fucking we thirty points about on this. the Cowboys. We talked about no this. one puts up thirty points. No one, and and the, that defense looked a little bit susceptible. Now. It oh it has it does sort of seem like maybe it wasn't just the Cowboys like dynamic offense absolutely shredding the Bears defense. We definitely have some holes, especially since we've made some big trades. But fucking hell, can Justin Fields play? <laughs> like, yeah, good he's God. legit, man. Setting, his like, stock, his stock has gone from like I don't know if you were to go one ten, it was like a three. Now yeah. it's eight, eight or nine. I like, would call him. I would safely so call him right, right now. now. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for saying that. It makes me feel yeah. like I've had a couple of weeks in a row where the losses have stung, but it's like okay. They sting, but like I like the direction we're going, so it's okay. I feel like you, you should. So, uh, do you, I don't know if you listen to PM, but Big Cat says, like, listen, I want Fields in a position to win these games. This like, is that, what that, I've been that, saying. That, that's perfect. This is what him. I've been saying for weeks, dude. But it's we like, need to lose. But we need to lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like he's he's like I'm I'm okay with losing as long as Fields looks because because we have our own draft pick. I understand why he's saying right. That. And I do get that. And I do want, you know, I would love to see that draft pick used on a guy to build a defense around like a guy that like, what you know, you guys get in Fitzpatrick, like that's sort of a that's sort of a pick where you can just sort, sort of say, like, we like we're, we're going to build a, an offense around the identity of a player that comes out in the first six uh, picks of the NFL draft, which I, I love. But I still hate watching the team lose, if that makes sense. So I think on that note, I guess let's talk about the actual power ranking. So for better, for worse, all jokes aside, uh, the Dolphins won another game. I think, too, it does look like essentially, yeah, a lot of dudes could make those plays with those weapons, but he's the one doing it. So you can't really take that from him. And he do, the Dolphins do look better when Tua is their QB. So on the pendulum, let me ask you, on the pendulum swinging uh, between Tua being possibly a guy that could get this done for this organization, maybe not this year, but at some point, and him definitely not being the guy considering some of his play over the uh, over last season, where are you with him? Um, so I'm, I'm a, what have you done for a Formula lately guy? And this year, man, Tua's stats stack up with the best of them. You can't, you can't deny what this dude is doing. Like, I, I know he has Hill and Waddle. I, I get it, man. But for for uh, you have those two speedy wide receivers, so you have to be accurate with, with 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 these passes because that's that's what makes this offense so electric. And how do you do that? You get one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, and I feel like that's what two is kind of solidifying himself as, right? I mean, what is he's like seventy two percent completion percentage, right? Yeah. Yes. So he he. He's putting up stats, man, that that are legit number one quarterback, like top ten quarterback stats this year, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree completely. I feel, I feel like the, uh, I feel like their defense still needs a lot of work. I know they brought in uh, Chubb, the he's like a linebacker, right, like an outside linebacker. He didn't really look like he was going to come in and make an instant impact, like say Roquan Smith did for the Ravens, like. Roquan Smith walked into the fucking uh, into the Ravens uh, linebacker core and just absolutely started fucking making plays, which is what he was doing in Chicago. Like, kind of seemed like yeah. he was a Raven the whole time, didn't it? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was... it's a similar. It's a, you know, it's like if you're a guy of an organization like that, like the Bears, the Ravens, like these sort of defensive franchises. I feel like 
he was drafted with a certain profile in mind. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can probably make a one-to-one switch to Baltimore from Chicago better than you can. Like, I understand it's like, we're not in the Ray Lewis Brunner era anymore, but like, this is still like what these franchises' identities is and should be. So you go get a Roquan Smith in Chicago, he should be able to go play in, I, you know, Pittsburgh. He should be able to go play in, in Baltimore. He should be able to go play in these places. New England, he should be able to play in these places that like have sort of a defensive pedigree. Didn't really notice that with Chubb as much, but uh, maybe the Bears offense, like we talked about, is just sort of legit. And like what it, it wasn't really down to the Dolphins defense. But where do you stand on the, their team overall? Yeah, I, I just so I want to I want to compare them to kind of like we did last week with the the, the teams that were left off. And I just want to see like the 49ers. Are you going to see yeah. the 49ers? Well, the 49ers are on here. So, oh, um, yeah, they are. Yeah, but like uh, but, I thought that's because that to me I think I think they have a similar profile. Uh, they do, yes, they yeah. do. But I just uh, I want to. So, do you think so? I, I the Dolphins, right? So they have that they have a suspect defense. You're 100 percent right about that. They've given up 30 more than 30 points multiple times this year. Yeah. They give up more than 30 points to the Lions. So yeah, more. Than I think that I really. I mean, I'm obviously biased, but I think the Bears would have done that to a lot of teams last weekend. But I think that they still obviously have some holes that were exploited. Yeah, no, your your offense is legit, man. I, yeah, I, I know say, it's great. <laughs> we, 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 listen, we we can talk about that in a minute. But Bengals, Dolphins, is Dolphins right? Yeah, it's Dolphins. Titans, Dolphins. After that that show out on on Monday, still still Dolphins, right? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely still the Dolphins. Right. It's it's weird because I feel like, like I feel like the fucking Bengals like dog walks a team too and it's still like i just they're so trick-or-treat it's like hard to trust them because it's like what are they going to look like next week right yeah so the dolphins are like becoming weirdly trustworthy i think it's sort of where we're getting to with this conversation like two right. is like starting to make me like trust him a little bit more like the coaching staff is making me trust him a little bit more like there's teams on this on this list that i'm not i wouldn't trust as much as the dolphins but i understand why they're ahead in the power rankings if that makes sense there's also this sort of ingrained thing of like thinking the Dolphins suck because I wasn't alive in 1972. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, they've just always fucking sucked. So it's this thing of you like, just okay, take a Jay Fiedler and like, yeah, those yeah. Huge ass ears. Yeah. And-, <laughs> and it's like, and then watch, just watching the Patriots just like use it as a practice squad game. Like, you know, <laughs> like for the, like for 15 years and in, in living in Massachusetts. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's hard to believe that, that that franchise has been turned around because like, as far as cultural identity goes, like that was, uh, you're starting from scratch. Bro. And, I, I gotta say, what a move to bring in Jeff Wilson. I have to say that that's, that's going to be one of the more un, underrated deadline moves. Yeah, to br- to bring in a dude that's familiar with that zone run, right? Is just it's, it's yeah. You were talking fit. a lot. You were talking a lot about that that sort of zone run uh, working across the NFL. We were talking about that in the Discord. It's and and this thing of like the 49ers do it, the Dolphins do it. Uh, it's speedy, speedy dump and run guys, uh, yeah, li- like kind of sort of littering your your offense, and that being. You like you don't even really need like stud blockers in those systems, right? Like you just have guys that know the scheme, get to where they need to get to, and just like make the key blocks because you're trying to read the defense with it. And it is all about having, I think, these fast as fuck boys. <laughs> like it's like it's crazy how fucking fast that Dolphins offense is. It was like so painful to watch. It's like them just like light up my team, right? Moment, but, moment of moment of the week though is a. Uh, uh, McDaniel telling Fields to stop it. I, feel, I <laughs> love that. that. That was great because you uh, listen. I've, I've, you know exactly what that sounded like. I, I feel like I've had that happen in my life. Someone's like, "Stop it, you, yeah. you, hey, stop it, stop <laughs> yeah. it, stop yeah. it." 
I also I I I like the fact that uh, and just to t- touch on the bears just one more last time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just excited about it. You know, I I enjoyed listening to the commentary team be like, and you know, s- sneakily they have the most salary cap going into the off season of any team. And I was like, been saying that. And they were like, and they probably have a pretty high draft pick. They have like their second and third rounders. Like they, you know, they moved on the Baltimore second rounder, but it seemed like they went and got Claypool. So let him learn the offense and we'll see. But it was, it's fields to me. You know, it's, it, there's going to be a theme across this, this uh, podcast as there is every week when we get to the Vikings and the 49ers and uh, the Seahawks, probably yeah. like the, you know, these teams where it's like, I mean, I'm, you guys are good. You're legitimately good. But unless you have that dude at, at QB one, uh, you're not winning shit. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't even think Matt Stafford's think, that dude, I, but he had a that dude. Field, year I last think Fields year. is that dude. Man. I think he like he just seems like the kind of guy that might actually be. Listen. And because like there's just a, and I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but I'd rather the ambiguous question leaning yes than the definitive no's that we have let's on put, some of these other teams. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, let's let's put it this way. Uh, so the Jets right now, who are are our next team, good segue um, is. It, if they had picked Justin Fields instead of Zach Wilson, they would be the funnest and maybe one of the top five teams in the NFL. Totally, and, and I don't think there's any doubt about that because they, bro, they their defense is legit. Sauce yeah. Gardner, yeah. is legit. Although he's fun, dude, he's can fun. I, can I just say that that was pass interference? I got, I gotta say it, man. A hundred percent, that was fucking pass interference. There's no doubt about that. Still a great play. I get why they didn't call it. If you're a Bills fan, you definitely have the right to be best. Can we Davis, talk? Can we Davis talk? Should have caught the ball too. Can we but. talk for a second about pass interference? Like, I, I make, I try to make it a rule of thumb on on football shows to like to not talk about the officials, not talk about refereeing because like it is subjective as fuck. Obviously, there like across any sport you can think of, your bias is obviously going to inform uh, what you think of a call, right? But there are some cut and dry situations that you just you have to get right, and for me. The pass interference thing, it becomes nuanced because they don't explain the rule correctly. They it be it becomes up for debate and it becomes this uh this back and forth, like, oh yeah, no, they're just hand fighting. Oh, well, what do you what, he's holding them past the five yards, or you know, it becomes this argument because they intentionally don't really tell us what it's supposed to be to let their referees off the hook a little bit more. And give them a little bit more control over the game because the only way—I mean, you've seen in the NBA—the only way that a that a uh, an organization can control a game because it's there's so many different factors with players and who's had a good game and who is in game plans. The only way they can affect it is is via the referees. And I'm not saying there's some sort of grand conspiracy in the NFL, but if this rule was outlined a little bit better, we could maybe we could maybe just make these calls like you know there'd be a little bit more accountability because like what happened to the you got to turn around for example just pour a hempla what happened to the you got to turn around and play the ball or it's pass interference automatically that was a thing now it isn't when did that happen i feel like it's that it should be a thing it's still the thing is it's like it's not it hasn't been like taken out of the rule book it's still like in the like on paper should be the call but it is I guess that like you're reacting to the dude, so like you're not playing, you're not trying to interfere, you're putting your hands up to play the ball because you yeah. but, like, bro, yeah. you, if you're not turning and making a play on the ball, you're literally doing your only thing that you could do is interfere with the pass. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the adder. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's just it, I it's think just, it's a rule that 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 has made the NFL look fucking stupid in recent memory. Was it a playoff game or like a, a game to get a team into the playoffs where it was like, 
I think the Bengals were involved, where it was like the worst pass interference call right at the end of the season. Oh, at the start um, of the um, uh, no, it was it was the it was the NFC Championship game. It was was it Saints. that big of a game? It was the Saints and the Rams. That's right. It, that's right. It, that's it, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, literally, it's all, it's all coming dude. back to me now, and it just wasn't called right. So, yeah. I think to I think to simplify it as a rule, here would be my suggestion, and I want them to look at my cancel kickers and punters completely suggestion first. But after that, look at this to like to simplify it. If you touch the other guy before he begins to try to catch the ball, it's pass interference. That simple. And when I say begins to try to catch the ball, I think it's there's a there's a moment, right? There's always there's a moment where he's like, okay. I'm running, I'm running, I see it, I see it. And then that third phase of like, I'm going to catch it. His hands come up above his waist. You could, you know, deal with the nuances of that. If you touch him before that, it's fucking pass interference. That's it, right? No more hand fighting. Like, I don't give a shit. I I understand that the cornerback position is probably the most difficult position to play in the NFL. And you're not, you're not helping them. That's why there's not one white quarter, cornerback in the world. But 100, let's keep it that way. I want to keep it a skilled position. This is the thing. And that it also goes along with the, with the way the NFL sort of calls its rules these days. They're trying to make it more, they're trying to make it more fun. Yeah. And that's going to result in more catches and it's going to make the referees jobs easier. And also the booth or New York or whatever needs to just be right away. Just like that's, they need to be able to have pass interference. And then bro, it's like, okay, I'm sorry we didn't throw the flag, but like that's they, where they it said comes it in. is. You know? Also, I think it should be 15 yards. Not to like sit here and do like we need to re- rewrite the spot of the ball segment. thing. Is no, no, no. It's this too is much. a good. This is a good chat because the spot of the ball thing can change a game. Yeah, it's too and much. And it, it changed the Bears uh, Dolphins game. It very clearly changed. I mean, to, to a lesser extent, uh, just because of where they were, it definitely changed the the Bills Jets game. It's. I think you're right. I think 15 yeah, yards. 15 yards. Because do, what's do what the, college what's, does, bro. Yeah. What's the, the opposing argument to that? Is well, then they're always going to pass interfere with them. If it's a potential to get to catch the ball and it's more more than fifteen yards, do you know defensive backs? Do you know cornerbacks? They're not cool. going to do that. Cool, yeah, they're not going to. You know, that. like, and you can call that on a fucking case by case basis too. Like, you can you can you can have that if that very obviously is a thing. Like, if a guy's just like clearly makes that calculation and just wraps a dude up, you call that on sportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, you know, and you give him fifteen yards, another fifteen, jump him from the fucking game. Spot foul, spot is stupid. Yeah, I, I've no, always thought that it's silly. It's silly. It's absolutely I, silly because it's, can it's I, too much. Can I bring up one other gripe too, please? Holding, bro. Why the fuck is holding ten goddamn yards? I think that's the stupidest fucking thing ever. Because listen, it it happens on every play. Listen, and it, it's such a subjective the call. If, if I'm telling you right someone, now, I've been saying this. I've been bro, saying this exact same thing about the why the fuck isn't holding five? Forget yards? that, dude. Forget that. I've been saying the same the same thing. I've been I've been. Uh, I've been saying since it I was kills 18. fucking drives. I'm it telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Drives. Do away with it as a penalty. Do away with it as a penalty. No Love more it. holds. Love I don't it. give I a shit. Hate holding. I don't I give a shit. You know it. what? Here's the thing. Offensive linemen at a disadvantage. They are at a disadvantage already. They they have the harder job. They have to stay inside your fucking whatever. Da, da, da. I don't give a fuck anymore. If you want to sack the quarterback, it's going to be difficult. It's going to yeah. be difficult. And maybe they'll hold you or whatever the fuck. But I don't care. Fucking do away with it. Just do away with it. You, if you want to sack the quarterback, you got to steamroll that guy in front of you. You got to fuck him up, and you got to get to the quarterback. And he tries to hold you, but he can't. How many times have you seen that? Those sacks happen all the time, where they yeah. get held, 
but the dude's just such a monster. He's getting to the he's getting to the QB. That's what's happening. There's nothing you can do about it. You can hold him. You can pull his jersey. He's getting there. That's the kind of sack I like anyway. Fucking hold him if you want. I don't give a shit. Holding for everybody. Everyone in the bar gets a hold. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And it just changes games. There's too many fucking games. games. It, it just, bro. The better team loses when that when those Especially talk. with the Cowboys. I don't know. Especially with the Cowboys in my life. There have been so many games where the outcome, the momentum of the game, like you, you feel it, bro, because you get like a huge run. And football such like, yes, bro, let's go. We're yeah. here. We're here. Holding. Yeah. On fucking flows out yeah. Adams on the Cowboys. You know what? Another one that needs to go? Block in the back. Get that out of here. Everyone well, can block in the back. Isn't now. that safe now? It's safety issues. Yeah, like they give a fuck. And then, like, I mean, to, dude, you're <laughs> fucking telling me, bro. How many kick return and punt return uh, touchdowns have you seen since Devin Hester made it a cheat code and they had to change all the rules? Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah. we're kicking off like from a different place now. And like, it's just all fucking touchbacks. And it's like, cool. Like, nobody's returning kicks anymore. I'm at the point where kick returns are, I'm like, I feel like the numbers are probably, you're more likely to fumble than score a touchdown. Like, don't ever return it. Just fair catch it every single time or let it bounce. Okay. So if we're, if we're just going off on the tangent, I'm going to give one more. Why the fuck? Did they change over time so both teams get the ball and shorten it by five minutes? Can anyone fucking explain that I to don't me? Understand Can anyone explain to me that they're like, all right, we're going to give both teams a ball, but we need to shorten it. And then if they don't score, they tie. Like, I just never. So, the, why the fuck are you doing that? Here's why the, right. Why the fuck did you I got an idea it? for this too. I got an idea for OT also. I think you get 15 more minutes, right? But you can't kick field goals anymore. That should be only the rule. touchdowns. Only touchdowns. I fucking and love it's, it. And it's not. I it's not sudden death. It's not sudden it. death. It's just fifteen more minutes, and whoever's up at the at the end. And then if and guess what? If you're still tied, you play fifteen more minutes, and going. nobody can nobody can kick field goals. And then if it's everyone's still tied, you put sorry. You know someone's gonna score. So like, let's fucking see. Like, let's no extra go. points either. Two point conversions. No, just touchdowns. Six six pointers. Six pointers. That's it. You gotta, you gotta do the extra play. All right, fuck it. Yeah, two point conversions then. Two that, point conversions. That's cool because right. then everyone has to go for two. It's like and college then, football. It's like college then, football when you get to like the fifth overtime. Which leads me to my larger point: make that always the rule. No more field goals. <laughs> no more punts. That's, that's just take that's them your, out of the game. That's, that's your initial break just the take ice. Take them out of the break game. Break the ice. Four downs. It's gonna make it a higher scoring event if you do that. You're gonna score more if you do hmm. that, right? It's it, it like think about it. Twenty one seven is three Kick, to one. But kickers do add excitement. Though. It does. The it least does. athletic man on the team should not be able to decide the game. The dude who has the, it, the least amount on the day should not be able to decide the game. The guy. Yeah, but think think about think about the the big the big moments. Those big kicks. Think about bro. the big moments we didn't get. Think about the big moments we didn't get because kicks happened. That are it, way fucking cool. Him missing kicks. it is still a big moment, right? I understand, but like if he why right? It's why right. If you take if you take kicks away, Listen, how I've many catches did you see? I've said this from day one. This is double doink PTSD from from that moment. Wait, no, you had the theory in no, your don't, head. Don't don't pre, don't pre pre double doink. You had a theory, and no. then after the double doink, you're like, don't, it's no longer. Don't a make theory. light this, of this definite improvement that would happen in the NFL if they did my rule. Think about the catches you haven't seen because they chose to punt or kick. Think about those catches that you haven't seen that they're they're gone. They're lost in the ether because they had to punt or kick. Anyway, we, we got to talk about the fucking New York Jets. Yeah, sorry, we can't rewrite the game of football on this podcast. We we can. 
we could. We <laughs> it's could. just a matter of if they'll listen. We can make a better game. We can make a better game. Oh, man. There's just, there's some rules in there. Okay. Number nine. New York Jets with a big dub <laughs> over the uh, over the over the Buffalo Bills. We're, we're on number nine. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to pick up the pace here. <laughs> we got to pick up the pace here. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, how about them Jets, Bob? I mean, bro, going into this week, the Jets were the first team I've ever seen four to one odds, and they were six and two. Like yep. no, or is that what they were? Yeah, six and two. No one expected them to fucking win this game. I didn't expect them to win this fucking game. Did you think Zach Wilson was going to be able to drop, beat Josh Allen? Right off me? the bat, though, right off the bat, can I just like posit something to you and you can either agree or talk me out of it? But like, I don't know if they won this game. I think the Bills lost this game. I know it's a little bit of a cliche, but like, they didn't look like themselves. You know, I, I just think if a real Buffalo Bills performance gets turned in and not whatever the fuck that was, then the Jets don't win the game. Yeah, what was up with Josh Allen, bro? He, he looked weird. And he, he even said weird. it afterwards. He was like, I had yeah. a terrible game. And like, sometimes you just have a bad game. And I think, I don't know if I'm reading any more into it than that. Was it, was it like we said, was it quicksand? You think it was that, that first, that first pick was inexcusable. Yeah. You I know just, what I mean? I think, I just like, think he was like a step behind. He just looked like a little bit of a step behind. He wasn't quite a hundred percent. Like he wasn't anticipating things properly. He wasn't clearly wasn't reading defenses properly. He was holding the ball for too long at times, you know, without making a move or doing something like he normally does, like just just making something out of nothing and making a play happen. Like he 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 wasn't seeing open guys, which is super weird for him. Uh, for like any of the top five in the in the NFL QBs to to have that damning shot of like Chris Collinsworth is like let's see from behind the QB here and then it's just like there's like three dudes on slant routes just wide open and Josh Allen's like looking over to the corner of guys like covered by three dudes and you're like it's like the Madden view and you're like dude what are you doing just throw it to the uh, throw it to the open guy and I feel like uh it was it, yeah I just my overall point I guess is it was it was more the Bills sucking than than the uh the Jets being good not to take anything away from the Jets because I do think that they look like a good football team and I really do like their defense like you said and maybe it's them that threw off Josh Allen, and maybe it's them that were throwing a lot of looks at him, and uh, and and the Bills in general are making them look weird. Or I mean, talk me into this big flawed Bills team. Like maybe they're maybe they're just like that big flawed team that just doesn't ever really get it together all, like, I, all the way. I I don't know if you remember when we first all got together, the Bills. It was like the start of the Bills uprising from like average mediocre. They beat, I don't know, they beat the Vikings on like, yeah, no, I, remember, uh, yeah. Yeah, I never believed in them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that Bills team that I've always been like, listen, just bullshit things happen. Happens to them a lot. Like, not yeah. a lot, but like, it just, it creeps back in every once yeah. in a while. You remember that Jags game last yeah. year where they lost yeah, yeah, yeah. like nine to six. There's, like just, a, there's a flaw in the DNA or something. Yeah, they're just fucking weird, man. Like, for, like if I said to you, like, if, if I had a time machine and we went five years in the future and in five years, the cur- both the Bills and the Dolphins are similarly constituted with their big players remaining the same and their coaching staffs remaining the same, but the Dolphins are clearly a better team. Would that be the craziest thing you've ever heard at this point? I don't so know. No, I'll, I'll even add in one more. Uh, and the Jets, the team that we're actually talking about, number nine. I think the Jets, if you were to add up everyone's team because of the defense, if they can keep that together, bro, defense has a word I'm thinking. It, defense sticks around for a long time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It, 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 yeah, yeah. When, when when you can build a core of a defense, it, yeah. it, it it's builds, it's, it's it more a about it's more personality about chopping, chopping, like, chopping and changing personnel 
uh, around a core group of guys and around right. reality in a right. defensive locker room around like a mindset, to, like yeah, right, exactly. So and a culture it, as opposed to an offense where you're like, no, you got to go get yourself some studs that like clearly make some shit happen. If it's not Zach Wilson, if the Jets, oh Jesus Christ, uh, if the Jets, calling me that. I'm just a man. If the Jets can get a quarterback that if you were to grade a five to seven, yeah. if right now I say Jack Wilson's like a three to four, if they were to get like a five to seven guy. I feel like this team is legit, man. If you were to give me five years into the future of any of these teams, the Jets are a tough argument not to make, man. I got their their Sauce Gardner Quit is a generational on your mic. cornerback. I can really hear you. I'm sorry. Sauce Gardner is a generational cornerback, bro. Generation. Yeah, he really is unbelievable. He's really so fucking good. And I I think those guys, but the thing is, is like you said, and we've talked about this on this exact show before, it's like the you can build a defense with with second round and onward draft picks, and you can build a defense with like smart free agency signings and good coaching. You can't go find that quarterback that you're talking about. Like, where is that guy? Everybody wants that guy. <laughs> like, everybody wants that dude. So uh, there's there's just not that many of them, you know. And there's a lot of dudes that come out of college that look like they could be so many, so I know. many. Yeah. And it, there's a lot of dudes that come out of college that look like they could be, you know, like I remember I could quote you some very serious Brady Quinn conversations that I heard uh, in my lifetime. You know, there's guys that look like all Americans in college that come out and that do fuck all. So you're, you're, you have to punt a whole year at high draft pick to go find a guy like that. Or the alternative is you, I guess, become a team where you win almost you win really close without it. And then the guy, the quarterback becomes a free agent and goes like, I could go there and win. Like there's a team for me to plug and play, which is sort of the Tom Brady era, the new, the new Tom Brady era move. But I don't know. Like there's not, a, is there a ton of movement of QBs in the NFL? Real good QBs? That works. Like, that works. That, so, no, I mean like Tom the, going to Tampa worked. That's the only one though. That's really one of the only ones I can think of. Like, like Russell I mean, Wilson Favre, is a spectacular failure in Denver. It's a horrible failure, but far. I, I guess Peyton going to, Going to Denver, Peyton to Denver, yeah. Favre to Minnesota was kind of worked good, for like a second. He, worked for, for like a second. Then Brett Favre showed back up, and you know, to yeah, he's like, I'm a fired um, in there, and it's like, dude, there's six people there. across <laughs> across my body to the other side of the field in the NFC yeah, Championship. Yeah. Uh, nothing ventured, um, nothing gained. I guess you fucking thieving bastard, Brett Favre. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I just i I can't think of one. So it, it's just they got to figure out how to draft the quarterback because. The last three, Zach Wilson, they picked with the third pick. Sam Darnold, they picked with the third pick. Geno Smith, they picked in the first round. But, Mar- but, uh, but, 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 yeah, but, uh, listen. Um, but. <laughs> and then Mark, Mark Sanchez is, is the one before that. Ugh, they so, stuck around with that one for way that's, too long. That's, that's four quarterbacks in a row that they picked in the first round. And just besides Geno Smith, which is just fucking crazy. It's a great segue because I, I guess the, the sort of the, the finale on that is I still don't really believe in the Jets. They're one of the teams on this list that doesn't have a guy at QB1 that can win them a championship. So they were starting to get into that era of the season where they become irrelevant. <laughs> it's, it's a nice little upstart story, but they're not winning shit with Zach Wilson. So uh, that brings me to the fucking Seahawks and Geno Smith, <laughs> um, who, yeah, I mean, they're still good. They're still good. He's still playing really well. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. I don't, uh, I don't know, man. I think it might. I think he does have might, great man. receivers, and he does but, have a good coach. And it, and, and it is sort of revealing that, that that's a system where like a guy can come in and be really highly competent and, and almost uh, 
above average in that system. If he they needs to take a step back. Yeah. He needs to take a step back and let his fucking star receivers do their thing. Yeah. Let Ken Walker do his thing. Yeah. And this this defense it came out of fucking nowhere. You know, it, it a lot of good defenses this year. It's crazy. It is, yeah, for sure. But it looks like a Seahawks team of old is what it looks like, man. A bunch of no names that Carroll just drafted and, and revamped his entire defense. You know, we That's talked exactly we what talk he did for the LOB, about, bro. He, yeah. he just revamped it in two drafts. Yeah. And he did it in one this time. We talk right? a lot of shit about shitty coaches in this league. And we talk about the league as a whole of, of like, there's like no good head coaches. And we do, when we do the short list and we always say like Belichick, Tomlin, yeah, Pete Carroll's a good coach, man. And and he he's a good, uh, he's a good designer of a football team and finding the pieces that that fit into that like he's better at that than bill belichick is he's probably not better at all the other stuff you know like running it when you have Marshawn lynch which also damaged his legacy i think he's probably better to hang out with so probably probably better yeah i would assume he's funner at parties but that damaged his legacy so much that one play that people do sort of forget that he like built that team in the first place and they were a lot of fun and there was just a lot of really big athletic uh studs on that team just fucking making plays and it, they were fun to watch that. what do you think russ audible no i don't i think that'd be proven knowing it? everything I, I don't know knowing everything that, be, that i know be, about what, like in the huddle not like in the huddle but like saw it at the line and they just covered like, it up well, you wouldn't know. couldn't you just look at the footage yeah that's true you'd see it yeah you'd okay see audible i would could maybe in the huddle maybe he says in the huddle like this is what we're it just doing. seems. I don't know. It seems a very Russell Wilson thing to do nowadays. But uh, yeah, you're not actually. I believe it. I automatically believe it. <laughs> um, so I just want to compare. So if you were to ask which quarterback got traded for what was it two first round picks this year? One quarterback, quarterback A, seventy five percent completion rate, one hundred and thirteen point two quarterback rating, uh, nine touchdowns and two interceptions. One's Geno Smith and one's Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ready? Russell Wilson, 59.4, 82.8, Jeez. four touchdowns, three picks. Wow. Let's so ride. That's terrible. That's really terrible. And he's, and he's, uh, his stock on social media is really, really low. <laughs> he's just a fucking geek. So his goofy dangerous. behavior on the internet. Is, dangerous. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. He might have a body buried somewhere. He's got a real personality uh, <laughs> issue online. He's like someone who just got to the internet. That's like that's what he reminds me of. It's like someone who just learned about the internet yesterday. He's like, wait, so everyone can see this? Yeah, this is amazing. What a fun little tool. I can talk to my granddaughter and Bo from Boca. Okay, so moving on because you're going to start speeding this up. Ravens looked like the Ravens again. I still think they got a little rickety in the fourth quarter defensively. But Lamar, Lamar might be making an MVP case this year. And I think on his performances alone, and if you take away sort of the, the letdowns that his defense has made or... Uh, some of the mistakes that have like happened across the the coaching, like we've talked about, even though we we both like Harbaugh a lot as a coach, Lamar himself in a vacuum, I think, has been fucking unbelievable. He's been absolutely electric. He can definitely throw the ball, and I'm sorry if that doesn't fit the narrative that like people uh, want, but like he had his wide receiver one and his tight end hurt going into this game last night, and he never looked like he was going to underperform, in my opinion. So. I think for me, I'm at the point where I'm calling the Ravens my like sleeper hit of the summer. I think, I think Lamar Jackson makes like a legitimate playoff run this year that, that sort of defies the narrative that's been built around him. And I think you, I think it's safe to make that call now. They're number seven on the power rankings, but I think that they, they're 
actual talent and the, the, the level they can get to, most importantly, sort of is sort of uh, belied by their rankings because of some of the stupid mistakes they've made. I think they have a better chance of being a top four power rankings team than five or six do. So if that fair. if that makes any sense, because it's like I, it's because it's I think their ceiling is a little higher. Yeah, at their best, at their probably best. Better. Yeah, that's what I'm. They're probably for, better right? than, than five or six. I yeah, because five is the Vikings. Spoiler alert: five is the Vikings, and six is and the six Niners. is the Niners. Yep. And I think we know what those teams are. And I think of, if you look at, so to read it off, what we've done, so what I've revealed so far, five Vikings, six 49ers, seven Ravens, eight Seahawks, nine Jets, 10 Dolphins, of all of those teams, I'm picking the Ravens to have the highest probability of success in the playoffs. To, to me, none of the other teams I just mentioned are, are legitimate playoff contenders to, to do anything really significant, like go to a championship game, never mind go to a cha- championship game and win it. Uh, I can see the Ravens doing that. There, there's pedigree for championship experience in the coaching. Everyone seems to be reading off the same hymn sheet. That coach loves his fucking quarterback, like loves his quarterback, loves and the quarterback, and the quarterback loves him, bro. Yeah, and he, but he, he loves him like Coach Taylor, like Friday Night Lights, like that. That yeah, he's at my house for dinner like four nights a week, and I love him with all my heart. And we're gonna go win a fucking championship. There's some, there's some, something crackling there for me when you watch Baltimore. What do you think? It's it's it. It sometimes is to a fault. Because he trusts him too fucking much. He's like, hey, Lamar, you want to go for it? Lamar's like, fuck yeah, I want to go for it. He's like, I don't fucking go for it, bro. I love that about them, though. No, it's it's awesome. Uh, Listen, I think the moment Lamar walked into that building, Harbaugh saw him, was like, saw him play like four downs. And it's like, yeah, no, we're going to change. He was like, I can teach him how to throw. Look at all the other shit he can do. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen. I Lamar just turned Isaiah likely into a star tight end into like to me I think this has been a theme that we've had almost every single show that we've had so far is that Lamar is legit man and and I I called him out as a uh, I think if you're saying that he isn't at this point if you're saying that he isn't at this point you're like officially just a Lamar hater and you're just gonna be like that yeah like that's just the way it is because it, listen, he he does it with his legs. He does it with his arm. And when it comes down to it, yeah, his coach puts him and he puts himself in the positions to lose the game at the end because they're just trying to win. But, like, I trust the Ravens and Lamar week in and week out with my own money more than I do most teams in the NFL. So mm-hmm. I, that, I, think, I think that goes a long way for mm-hmm. saying how, how they are. You know what I mean? It, if I trust my own harder money, I trust you. There's not yeah. many teams I trust anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'll also make this point. You know, I'm always fucking on you about the strength of schedule factoring into these power rankings. And quite frankly, if you look at who the Ravens have played, who compared to, I'll do. I'll just do it right now. The Philadelphia Eagles are obviously still at number one. Again, spoiler alert. But if we compare their strength to schedule, I think it will reveal quite a lot. So let's just do that real quick, because. The Ravens have beaten the Jets, who are on this power rankings, right? They beat them 24 to 9. They lost to the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are also on this power ranking. So that's a top 10 team that it they lost. It was a crazy to. game, too. And it was, was a crazy wild. game. And, it, you know, 42 38 was a shootout. They could have won had they, like, not blown the fucking fourth quarter, whatever. They beat the Patriots, who I would say are probably there or thereabouts. Uh, you know, I, I don't think. Are the Patriots, bro. Yeah, you know, they're the they, Patriots. They, right. There you go. I mean, they're probably not below top. Tough 15. to beat every week, though. Yeah, of course. Like, no, that's that's still a statement win. They lost to the Bills, who are on this 
power rankings, obviously, and a fucking wagon. We've talked about them already. So no shame in that. Beat the Bengals, who are probably our number 11 right now, as we've discussed. I get this is the top 10 power rankings, but they probably lost to the number 11 team. I'm sorry, they beat they beat the uh, they beat the Bengals, so they probably beat the number eleven team. They lost to the Giants, who have been there thereabouts on this power rankings, but obviously, you know they've they struggled a little bit in recent recent years. But they're probably twelve, right? <laughs> so they're, they're still they top fifteen team, they, right? They, they actually might be eleven. The they beat the Browns, uh, who probably are nowhere near this top fifteen. But that's the first team we've come to. They're not a top fifteen team, as we've discussed it. Browns are a little frisky, though. Yeah, they could be frisky. They beat the Bucks, who I would still definitely consider a top 15 team, maybe 13. I'd say they're probably 13 if if we're talking about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And they just beat the Saints, who are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. But, you know, you play who's in front of you. So that's two teams. The Saints that, were number 10 week one. I mean, right. This- <laughs> I mean, they're definitely not. They're awful. But they're six and three, right? And they yeah. lost to they lost to three good teams. And they those six wins, they've beaten six relatively good teams with a couple of maybe exceptions right that strength of schedule tells me they're fucking legit now you take the philadelphia eagles right and i gotta cut this part out because i should yeah whatever you take the uh you take the philadelphia eagles and their strength of schedule to beat the lions everybody beats the lions they beat the vikings which i guess is impressive but we all know they're fucking phonies they beat the Commanders, who everybody beats. They beat the Jaguars, who everybody beats. And I also, can I also just point out, they barely beat the Lions. They barely beat the Lions. Uh, they beat the Jags by eight points, which you know could, could be better for the number one team in the NFL. They barely beat the Cardinals, who everybody beats. They beat the Cowboys. That's, that's a respectable win. That's fair. They beat the Steelers, who everybody beats this year. They beat the Texans, who everybody beats this year. So, uh, like, just on strength of schedule... The seventh team on the power rankings has had a much harder fucking road of it than the one team. That's just true. So I'm not saying that to take anything away from the Eagles. I'm going to do that later. I'm saying give the Ravens a little bit more credit. Can I play devil's advocate for this year, though? Yes, yeah, totally. Listen, I don't think it fucking matters who you play this year, bro. This, this year specifically, I've never seen more teams that are fucking one in seven competing with a team that's like six and two yeah on a, which, and he, it, this year is fucking wild sure um, but, so but i feel like everyone counts but at the same time that was a very good point <laughs> i mean i'm just saying you know i just as far as like just heat heat fucking heat makes swords you know <laughs> it's it's you gotta you gotta be sharpened by the by these very good teams that you're playing and i think that that's happening to the ravens a little bit more than it's happening to the eagles and the second half of an nfl season it's a little bit more about grit than it is about skill. And um, I think uh, the Roquan Smith move yeah. was so big, man, it because... He's a, he's a stud. Listen, you bring him in, and it makes Justin Houston, who is maybe the most underrated linebacker ever. Like, he's top five in sacks all time. Makes him fucking unstoppable right. this past Sunday, bro. He was unbelievable right. because they couldn't contend with Houston and fucking Roquan Smith. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to do that. So the Ravens, man, they're legit. That's why they're back on this rankings. You know, I just I still question Harbaugh. I know he loves Lamar, and I know he puts his faith in that. I get it. He's a good coach, though, Bob. I mean, he's a good coach. Is he? Are yeah. You sure? Okay. He's what has he one won? Of- what has he won? That's what I like. I always go back with like what what has he actually done? Yes, he he's been very consistent. 
Oh, he did win that Super he Bowl. Won a fucking my bad. Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. My bad. <laughs> like... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, look, they they he played a guy who looks very similar to him. The lights, <laughs> the lights, the lights went out. The lights went out. Shut it mind. Honestly, I I sometimes have I sometimes do remember the fight the 49ers winning that Super Bowl strangely, but because I really I think I really expected them to that year. All right. Moving on to Anyways, set team, yeah. the, the San Francisco 49ers. The Ravens did win a Super Bowl. So, yeah. I'll shut the fuck <laughs> I, mean, he's a pro- I mean, we already said that on this show. He's a proven. Does he have, doesn't so. he have two? Does he have fucking two? No. Is it just one? Yeah, it's one. Okay. Yeah, it's one. And with the yeah. Flacco year. It's just the Flacco yeah. year. He might have two this year, though, is what I'm saying. It's been my whole point. Uh, all right. So, moving on to the 49ers, we're going to do two minutes on them because, quite frankly, no, the needle hasn't moved on them. They still are who they are. Their defense is pretty solid. Jimmy G can make great underneath passes, and if he tries to throw the deep ball, which he does all the time, which I don't get, it always goes fucking haywire. They were able to beat their toughest divisional matchup in the chart in the Rams in the, fir- the first time they met, and they looked like they executed a really good game plan. And now I think losing to the Rams in the way that they did, that's that's more damning because I don't think the Rams are very good. So yeah, the Rams are garbage. Rams so are to really lose bad. to them, I know it's a divisional game and, and sort of it's, you know, you're going to beat each other up a little bit, but that made me kind of take pause on the 49ers and, and, and Jimmy G, especially them losing in the fashion they lost. What do you think? I guess the question I'll ask you is, uh, do you see upward mobility coming for the 49ers in the power rankings? Do you see them hitting five, four, three, two, or one? Uh, or do you see them sliding more in the seven, eight, nine, ten direction? Um, I think they're right where they're supposed to be. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think they're going anywhere, to be honest. I think you're going to stay right in that middle pack, man. This team is what you said, you know, exactly what you said. The way I can see them taking a step up is if Christian McCaffrey gets 25 to 30 touches a year. Obviously, that's a he huge get upside hurt. for them, but it's, it's the injury thing that, that right. freaks me out there. 100% completely agree. But if he's healthy and he's getting, it, it's possible he could have 200 all-purpose shards every game the rest of the season if he's healthy. <laughs> no, right? it actually is. <laughs> because with, with Jimmy G, bro, it, he's the perfect fucking running back for Jimmy G. Why? Because Jimmy G drops you're not back. asking Jimmy like, oh, G to, fu- you're not asking Jimmy G to fucking McCaffrey. win you a game. That's why. You're asking Christian McCaffrey perfect. to do it. But yeah, I mean, I think I, I would hope they, they don't have the hubris to not do this. But the way that Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, uh, I know that Tyreek Hill being a wide receiver and Christian McCaffrey being a running back. Is he really a running back, though? Like, he's just an offensive player to me. Like, that's how you got to use him. And I think how Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill used to hook up is is the model that you should be uh, basing your entire Christian McCaffrey, Jimmy G hookup. I know he's not Pat Mahomes, but he can make those dump-off passes. He can make those underneath throws. And if they ma- if they start to make that happen and let Christian McCaffrey run downhill, and you kind of have to take your balls in your hands a little bit and just hope he doesn't get hurt. Well, and... and- we haven't even seen Debo and McCaffrey healthy together either. That's so, true. I mean, they the, have a when, good, they have a, they have a lot of weapons, man. They, they I, like AU. I like Debo. I like Chris McCaffrey. Obviously, yeah, they have a lot of weapons. They literally Jimmy, Jimmy found, G better not fuck this up. <laughs> well, they literally found the two weapons that are perfect for Jimmy G because you, Jimmy G doesn't need to throw it more than fifteen yards for the rest of the season. You know, it should just be slants. It should just he be shouldn't outs. he shouldn't it throw should it more than fifteen be, yards for the rest of his career. There we go. <laughs> like, his deep balls are so bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're not doing a Vikings segment because uh, I'm just you like don't to want say, to talk about you don't want to talk about Kirk Cousins pimping out on the fucking plane at two thirty in the afternoon. No, because <laughs> what we've decided already about the Vikings 
is that I heard somebody say uh, on a different podcast that shall not be mentioned that he was like, yeah, I got a buddy in Minnesota. I was like, it's weird. The Vikings, right? They're winning all these games, but like, I don't really believe that they're going to do anything. And the Minnesota Vikings fan was like, yeah, yeah, nobody in Minnesota is excited. They all know. <laughs> they all know that they're going to fucking end up sucking and Kirk Cousins is going to fail in prime time. Like everybody knows. So since everybody knows, and we've had this conversation every week for the past four weeks, I don't think the Vikings deserve any more airtime. Uh, that that end is nigh. And, uh, you know, hit me in the comment section if you're that mad about it. You're in Minnesota. You're probably mad about everything. So uh, moving on, what we're going to do, fun little game that we always do, because we also have another little surprise to fit in at the end of this show. We have been taking four. We have been taking three, two, and one and doing a little segment it's about four them. four now. Or we're going to go four now because the Bills have dropped down to four. The Cowboys are now in third. Um, can we? The can we wait, Chiefs can we, are two we, and the Eagles are one. Can we just one. make that note? I know we're, I know we're running along on that. No, we're the cowboy. The Cowboys jumped the Bills. That's pretty notable, no? I mean, okay. Uh, some caveats. The power rankings are made by a Cowboys fan. The uh, Cowboys did not play. I try, I try and take that into a negative effect, though. The, well, I the, underrate the Cowboys, the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys didn't play, and the Bills lost the game to the, to so the, the Jets. Jets. <laughs> so the, the Cowboys didn't jump the Bills. The Bills fell behind the Cowboys. So... I, it's a, and another reason why since the Cowboys didn't play. Right? No, no. I mean, I, I think I think the Cowboys have earned their spot. I think if you make the spot, you've earned your spot. I think if there's an argument to be made for you being at that spot, then that's that's all that matters. What I think we're going to see actually happen right now in real time when we play our little game is 4-3-2-1, Bills, Cowboys, Chiefs, Eagles, mm-hmm. right? What we have there is we got two NFC teams now and we got two AFC teams to like make up the top four. I like it. So I'm going to ask you this question. Bills, Chiefs, you flip-flopped. I think you're two Bills, two Chiefs on the last uh, four weeks of us doing this. You picked the Bills twice. You picked the, the Chiefs twice. I've been consistently Chiefs. That has not changed, just to, to spoil that part of the segment. Because you got to put some respect on Pat Mahomes, man. Like he, Josh Allen has, needs to win something to be in, in, in sort of any sort of conversation where there's a debate about their rivalry. That's just, that's just it. So Bills play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Who do you have more faith in this week to go to the Super Bowl? I, I think the Chiefs. I think I'm back to the Chiefs because okay. this week I, ha- I, ha- I had this thought in my head, bro, that if you, so you, you took Pat Mahomes, right? And you took his weapon. You took his security blanket. You took his big play guy away from him. And he's still fucking Pat Mahomes. Yeah. If you take Stephon Diggs away from Josh Allen, is he still fucking Josh Allen? No. What do you think? No, think right? So. I, don't I think, think so. he. I think he has more of a. Uh, uh, but that's but that's been my whole point about the yeah. Mahomes Allen and the Chiefs Bills like debate. Like I still don't trust quotes. him like I used to. It's still not when they're down. I know, like, man. I mean, to, to, to see, nothing to see how he got Juju Smith Schuster into that offense by basically being like, "You got to play different." <laughs> like, and Juju did it, and he's what having you doing? games. What you, you know? doing? Change it. Change it. Dude, do something else. <laughs> I don't like what you're doing. And he's been home, so you can do that. And him being able to do that and him being able to kind of reconstruct this offense around himself again and make it a different identity, but still just as effective. They can still drop 21 points on you before you know what happened. I think that's another piece to the puzzle that is like, why are we talking about Josh Allen in the same way we're talking about Pat Mahomes? Like, it's it's not, it, he hasn't earned that. I'm not saying he won't, but I mean, Pat Mahomes is still on track to be yeah. Top three at least all time. Like that's time, where we're going. So well, I understand really the narratives need to exist, but 
I know I like waver back and forth on this. It's, I just love having both of them and be like, whoa, he's better. He's better. He, no, it's great. Um, it's over deep. It's what we do here. <laughs> Mahomes is so underrated with his legs that like, because he doesn't use it. He doesn't do it unless he has right. to because right. that whole like kneecap dislocation thing. Right. But he, he Josh Allen is like, he, he is his running ability. You know what I mean? Without his running ability, I don't think Josh Allen is as, his, his arm's amazing, but I don't think he'd be able to read offenses and, and do like it, do do it like Mahomes does. Right. And Mahomes uses legs, his legs as a luxury when yeah. he has to. Yeah. And when he does, he's effective with it. So it's just, I feel like that's where it kind of tips the favors in Mahomes a little bit. To me, the reason why Tom Brady became the greatest quarterback of all time why he won the stuff he won for people to say that is because he was the best decision maker I've ever seen. Like he, it, sometimes he was in situations where there was no good decision, but he would always choose the best bad decision. And sometimes uh, he was in situations where he had to make a series of amazing decisions and he would do it every time. Uh, almost every time it was tough to bet against him. I see that in Pat Mahomes almost to the same degree. Almost. It hasn't been fully proven yet obviously hasn't been in all the same situations but it's that plus incredible athleticism and unbelievable ability to throw the ball and weapons fucking everywhere so i yeah and I, you know and they both had really good coaches so i think uh to me if we talk about trust if that's the theme of the day like there's nobody i trust to win me a football game more than pat mahomes right now and and, and the kansas city chiefs in general because travis kelsey is also a fucking beast and a lot of the guys that they have on that team are, are great Maybe their defense is a little suspect. Like maybe you can make some yards on the ground on them, but like I'm still taking them in an AFC championship situation right now because of the Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen debate we just had. Now to get to the really interesting one, we have an NFC champ. So we're sending the Damn. Chiefs to the Super Bowl right now in this scenario. Now, what, who are they going to face? What championship? What a championship weekend this would be. Probably for, the championship week. I'm if, except the best ever. Would this if, be the best championship weekend ever? Ray, Cal- Raven, Chiefs, Raven, Bills, Cowboys. Oh, I, really, I really do believe in the Ravens, but yeah. So say this is the championship weekend as of right now. The Cowboys and the Eagles. I don't even know if it can, can happen. I haven't looked at like the you know the seating and like how all that shit works. But what what does it look like if the Cowboys get first of all get to an NFC Championship game, considering the recent. Not, not even entirely. Well, what it looks like is me with a huge boner. Is what it looks like. But <laughs> so it's a horrible sight. Uh, no, I mean, listen. Never, First of all, they have to do, win. They have to do win. You know, I've never seen an NFC Championship game. Yeah, I know. I've watched the Cowboys too. Since, they haven't made since one since I've been a fucking fan. I've I know, never I mean, that's seen it. But but say anyway, it's, so. They have to overcome a lot of a lot of history, and they have to come up against a team that. I don't know, probably won't have lost that many games at this point, uh, at that point, because they don't even really play anybody good. So they are both in the NFC Championship game. Who, take try and take your bias out of it. Who are you sending to the Super Bowl seriously? And, and it's, it's in an AFC Championship situation. You have to add the context here. Everyone's healthy. What do you got? What's scary is it's in Philly. The, it, right. It's going to be in Philly. And a Philly crowd with a championship on the line. Against the is Cowboys. It, it, well, it's a different level, yeah, right. but it's still the fucking Cowboys. This this defense with that much on the line, I feel like will give Hurts trouble. The, what really scares me about the Eagles, though, is that run game, bro. Because we saw what the Bears just did to the Cowboys two weeks ago. I mean, and we do have the, the same, most running yards in the entire NFL. It's it, but hard. it's the same, bro. It's the same fucking offense. Same thing. Is Jalen Hurts 
and, and Justin Fields. They're the same type of quarterback. They're both, you know, a little shaky with the pass sometimes. But when they get outside with their legs, they get into playmaking situations. They're fucking unbelievable. And then you have running backs who are dangerous. So the Eagles are dangerous, bro, especially to this Cowboys defense. So listen, my heart says Cowboys. I, I really see the Cowboys shutting Hurts down. But if Hurts takes that next step into the playoffs, I would be, I would have trouble making this call on championship weekend. If Eagles get to the NFC championship, that means Hurts played well in a playoff game and this offense played well in a playoff game. You know what that's I mean? Also, so that's that, also true of the Cowboys, though. I, I'll tell you something. That's true. So who are you sending? So, so wait, who's Cowboys. going? Cowboys. I'm, I'm sending the Cowboys. All right. I'm sending the Eagles and I'll tell you why. It's not a personnel thing or a talent thing, f- football player-wise. It's not the history of the Cowboys, as, mu- as much as you might think it's that. It's a little bit the context and and the idea of them being in, NFC, in, in an NFC championship game and how much I trust, uh, like you said, like Jalen Hurts has played well to get there, like that kind of stuff. It's about 15% that. And the rest of it, unfortunately, Bob, is Mike McCarthy. It's To me, it's so just true. like, I, I'm I'm looking at Mike. I, I'm picturing Mike McCarthy in an NFC Championship game on the sidelines, just thinking up ways to fuck it up. <laughs> like just thinking up doing, ways doing to fuck it up. Doing one of those, yeah. And, and I just I can motion. see it. Like I can see him making really bad decisions in an NFC Championship game that lose you that game. But I can also see him doing it sooner, and you guys not even getting that far. Does it change your opinion at all if we add OBJ? I don't see him. Uh, his leg is really fucked. I don't know. You guys do need another receiver, but no, it, it doesn't because, like I said, it's not a it's not a personnel issue. It's a coaching McCarthy. staff issue. Strictly McCarthy. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, your whole coaching staff. Pretty much. I just don't trust them. If, and if if trust has been the theme, that's pretty much where I am. So in the Super Bowl, uh, you got the Cowboys. I got the Eagles, but we both got the Chiefs. Who is winning the Super Bowl? Cowboys Chiefs would be a fun ass Super Bowl for Chiefs fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd pick the Chiefs. I mean, I do you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I do think I I listen. I I don't think we've seen this. I don't even think we've seen the best Cowboys yet. That's why I'm really high on this team because like their offense is just getting going. Pollard is just getting going. Zeke still sucks, but I I feel like the Cowboys' offense only has up to go. So I feel like they give them a game. But yeah, I'd pick the Chiefs. So the only thing that gives me a little bit of solace and a little more confidence is the Bucks beat the Chiefs rushing four and putting that pressure on Mahomes. And that's what the Cowboys can do. That's what they're built to do. It, it, is, is, is shut down a quarterback literally with four to five guys at most. Yeah. So that, that's, that's what gives me a little solace and a little confidence about it. But... It beats the Chiefs. <laughs> so uh, you heard it here first, folks. Bobby's high on the Cowboys. I'm just high. And uh, nobody for the ninth week running has any faith in the number one team in the power rankings to win a Super Bowl still. I'll let you know when it changes, but we play this fun game every week where we try and figure out if we think they're going to win a fucking ring. And the answer has not been yes from anyone one time. So... Uh, that won't do it for us because we've actually come up with a little bonus segment at the end of the power ranking show as Bobby and I are both fucking degenerate gamblers. Uh, we have come up with a couple of 
fun little parlays for you guys to put on. We fancy ourselves betters and we do okay. So if you guys want to track, we our do bets, it very differently. Very we, differently. We both bet very differently for sure. Uh, I don't even really believe in the parlay as a as a method, but it is fun. As always, please gamble gamble responsibly. If you have any issues with addiction, uh, or you or someone you know, go to begambleaware.org. And uh, definitely go to a meeting because we don't want you to spend any money that you don't have. We don't want this to negatively affect your life, but it can be fun if you do it right. So uh, without any further gilding of the lily and no more ado, I move on to the Dave and Bobby parlays segment. And next week, I'll have thought of a better name for you. So, Bobby, I, uh, this is the just a fucking trial run here. Bobby, uh, why don't you go first? Tell us you had did you had two NFL parlays? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Bobby's got two NFL parlays and I've got one NFL parlay and then a one little mystery box one with some other stuff going on around the weekend. So why don't you do yours first, Bobby? Then I'll do one. Then you do one. Then I'll do my last one and then we'll call it a day. Sounds great. So first, you know, before we get into it, I just want to announce that I did hit a fucking eight leg parlay this past week. Oh, wow. Best, best, best betting hit of my entire life. Oh, wow. Um, Stunning. Tom, Tom Brady almost fucking killed me. Literally. Right. Almost killed me dead in my seat. Right. But he came through. Hey, look, the, the goat, look bro. at you. Look at the you. All right, there's his credentials. Yeah. So my, my first one is a four-leg underdog parlay. Uh, this this is how I roll. I like to bet small, win big. Uh, you know, low risk, high reward. But so mm-hmm. I got the Seahawks over the Bucks. We we saw what the Bucks were this past weekend. I think the Seahawks are legit. Uh Vikings over the Bills. Only reason. So I it's low risk. Remember that. Kings over the Bills is they're seven and one. It, it's it's a C if you're legit time, and it's at one p.m. Kirk Cousins, one p.m. Kirk Cousins is the Superman. Broncos over the Titans. I don't really know if I believe in this Titans team. They look really good against AFC South teams. Look kind of crappy against other teams. We don't know if Tannehill will be back. Broncos, let's wrap. And charges over the Niners. Herbert is Herbert. You know, you were you were pre- predicting him to be MVP at the beginning of this season. So who's to I say was. he can't go in and beat I, San he's Francisco? He's not going to be though. He's not. But he gonna... can still beat San Francisco this week. All his receivers are hurt. It's four hundred the one. That that parlay right there <laughs> would be would be four hundred the one. So, so you bet one dollar win a million dollars. <laughs> five dollars to win two fifty. Wow, so, that'd we'll, be a great we'll see, day. You know, it'd be a great day. Uh, okay. I play it a little differently just to see the sort of contrast in our styles here. Uh, I have a three leg parlay and I like to bet in units of $10. So I got five units on this. The Chicago Bears money line against the Lions, which is at minus 150. I, I think the Lions look very gettable. I think the, the Bears are on a, on a hit streak. I think they're, they're, if they fa- kind of come into their stride. I think people score a lot of points on the Dolphins and the Bears are scoring a lot of points. So that's minus 150. Uh, I got the Giants over the Texans because I think that's a gimme. And so does Vegas. That's minus 210. So the Texans are awful. The Giants are not. Uh, the Giants need to win this game to like sort of stay in the conversation. As you heard, they weren't in the conversations and in the power rankings. And then I got the under Seahawks Bucks because I think uh, if the Buccaneers win games. They do. They win low scoring games. And I think the Bucs are going to win, but I'm not that confident. So I took the under 44 and a half at minus 110. $50 bet on those three, I think, likely scenarios, unlike the fucking pie in the sky shit you heard from Bobby for 50 bucks, gets you $184.85. So that's my NFL parlay. Uh, now, listen, 
you want to be like Bob and go in all guns blazing, I power to you. More power to you. You're only throwing five bucks on it. What's the big deal? But yeah, moving on. What's your second uh, fun parlay there, Bob? Um, so my second one is actually just for uh, the... So so actually, it depends. I'll, I'll throw it out to you. So I have another bananas one. Or I have, a, <laughs> I have another one that's a little safer. Do the bananas one. You want, you want the bananas Do both. one? Just tell me both of them. All right, so I have an eight-leg parlay. This is $5 to win $1,000. Wow, um, that'd be a great day. Yeah, so... Falcons minus three over the Panthers. Bears minus three over the Lions. Saints minus two and a half over the Steelers. Dolphins minus three and a half over the Browns. Bills minus four and a half over the Vikings. Titans minus three over the Broncos. Cowboys minus five over the Packers. Chargers plus seven to round it out Sunday night. Over the 49ers. I actually don't hate that. That's I think right? there's a lot of smart bets in there. Because you told me the other one that you're about to tell the listeners. And I was like, that is not hitting. Because you told me that before the show. And I was like, no fucking chance. But the well, one that was the one I just said. Yeah. That's not bad, right? That's good. Because if you, if you look down that list, all those teams are, are pretty much should win those games. Sometimes and there's no upset weeks. You know, sometimes that happens. Not this season in the NFL. But no, sometimes it happens. All right. Well, tell me, uh, tell me the other one. Um, so this is just for Thursday night. Cordell, Cordell Patterson to score two touchdowns and the Falcons to cover alternate spread of a touchdown, six and a half. It would be good for you if Cordell Patterson scored those two touchdowns because it would be. are we playing each other in fantasy this week? You would not trade me him? Eight and, and one, baby. And your reasoning for not trading me him was, huh, I mean, I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> so, uh, so that made you my mortal enemy in fantasy football. So I really hope I beat you this week. Although Eight your team, one, baby. your team is a, is a wagon, but I've done a little bit of restructuring. All right, to round this out uh, with my last parlay, it is a non-football one and two of the three legs. At the football portion, I do have the Panthers plus one thirty over the Falcons. It's a little bit of a punt. I'm not really sure who's going to win that game because I don't think either team is good. But I can have seen the Panthers play really well more recently. So I think to you kind of bet in the odds and not the team in that situation. And I just liked them at plus 130. Liverpool beat in Southampton. They haven't been great in the uh, Premier League this year, but it's kind of a must win game. And Southampton are terrible. And this is the last game. I believe this is the last Premier League game before we break for the World Cup. So I think they want to, you know, put on a show. That's why it's minus 400, but that's why we're parlaying. And then my only lock, my only lock of this entire sports weekend coming up. And I, let me tell you, this is a fucking lock. I will. This is a lock and key on a chastity belt on a fucking maiden in medieval times. This is locked. All right. <laughs> Just bet this on its own if you want. Dustin Poirier's fighting Michael Chandler. It's like the third to last fight on the Israel Adesanya card this coming Saturday. I bet that it doesn't go the distance. And the reason why I bet that it isn't going to go the distance is because it fucking isn't. So put it in a parlay, bet it on its own, bet your fucking rent on it. That fight's not going the distance. Is the odds on it? Uh, let me look here. It's pretty good odds for the fact that I know it's it's not happening. It's minus 220 to not go the distance. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty long odds on a, you know, the, the most fights go the distance. Like most fights do. And it's only three rounds. So that's what's affecting it a little bit. But it doesn't matter. So doesn't most matter. fights go the distance and it's minus 220. I would say, okay, so like in boxing, way more likely to go the distance, right? Than in MMA. Right, of course. Yeah, and yeah, I, don't yeah. have the, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but 
In MMA, you have three-round fights. So a lot of those fights go the distance, right? A lot of the uh, fights in the women's division go the distance because they don't. And this isn't a misogynistic statement. This is just true. As much power. They're not knocking people out. Right, right. right. Uh, and there's a lot of them that like cancel each other out. A lot of talent in those divisions, but whatever. But the uh, I would say like as you go up in weight classes, the likelihood of it going the distance decreases. So well, the heavyweights course. are <laughs> always knocking each other out because they got those fucking tiny gloves. Well, it's like two, 250 pound two dudes fucking rocking dudes each just, other. It's one of the face. best things that can happen on a card. You're just like kind of spacing out on like a Saturday watching the early prelims and then two fucking behemoths come out. You're like, someone's getting knocked out and it's... Oh, let's go. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun. I love doing that on a Saturday. But yeah, that's the lock. And uh, that was the Power Ranking Show, everybody, with a little Susant of degenerate gambling at the end. Always fun. And we'll definitely see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for myself, DK Sizzle, and the real BK, Bob Kelly. Uh, we'll see you next week. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, and the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric acid.